Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the end game now. Welcome to the Meister Movie Podcast. This is we are recording this day before um, uh, Endgame comes out, Avengers Endgame. So uh, we decided to do a bit of a uh, predictions because we've done this for every single big release that we've been very much looking forward to. I'm I'm here with uh, Alex, but Zach could not. Join us again. We're going to get Zach back. You hear me? We're going to get him back. We're going to bring him back. Yeah, we miss him. We miss him. We will avenge the fallen. I hope, I hope because we'll all, I know we'll all have a chance to see it this weekend uh, before we record next. My hope is that he'll be there for that one because I want to hear his thoughts and stuff. But, uh, yeah, his, his mysterious job is taking all of his hours away. Yeah, apparently he... Uh... I was hoping he would write something, but apparently he hasn't sent anything. Let me just... Yeah, I asked him to do that uh, too, and I, I was hoping we hear something, but I haven't heard anything. Yeah, let me just let me just message him real quick. Hit just him a up, second. Yeah. yeah, hang on. Got any notes? Whoops. Hey, what? It's malfunctioning. Um, oh, for predictions. Whoops. Zach. There we go. Okay. So I messaged him, so we may Weird technical difficulties. Okay, so now we should be okay now. Okay. Okay, so, like, let's run through a few bits of news before we do this. Because there are a few. Um, sure. The war between Netflix and Spielberg is over, allegedly. Whatever battle there was i guess because steven spielberg says his battle with netflix wasn't as bad as people may have seen apparently may have seen made it seem um so he is like oh it wasn't that bad i wasn't against netflix i was against the like um exhibitors whatever that means um i don't know if that's he's he's talking about the rules and the guidelines that allow films to join the academy and while he isn't, I don't think he's up. He's mainly attacking Netflix. He's attacking Netflix's uh, desire to want to be in the Academy Awards because he doesn't consider Netflix or films to be. Oops. If one's released in theater, he still has this mentality that they're a TV movie, but he's not really. That's what makes him yelling at a cloud. Like it's not really a war so much as he needs to get over that idea. Netflix is the one that's ahead of time. So this war, whatever it is, it won't be over in my mind until Spielberg produces or directs something for Netflix. The moment he does, the moment he realizes, oh wow, Netflix is a company that will give me money to do whatever I want, well then yes, it'll probably not only show up on Netflix, it'll probably show up in theaters too. Yeah. um... Yeah, Apparently he's like, he's backing down, so he's just like, no, it was like, so CNBC uh, apparently uh, got um, a quote from the New York Times there where he, where Spielberg said, I want people to find their entertainment uh, in any form or fashion that suits them, big screen, small screen, what, what really matters to me is a great story and everyone should have access to great stories. However, I feel people need to have the opportunity to leave the safe and familiar of their lives and go to a place where they can sit in the company of others and have a shared experience. 
cry together, laugh together, be afraid together, which is what I'm doing tomorrow night. Um, so that when it's over, they might feel a, a little less like strangers. I want to see the survival of movie theaters. I want the theatrical experience to remain relevant in our culture. So there you go. Apparently, so, here, Here's the thing. I do agree with him, but there's two points to this. A, anything that gets... If the, more, the, the more years that go by, the more theaters will end up being like Alamo Drafthouse, where they will be playing just as many niche, uh, cult-specific things that old movies that have not been in theaters for a while or have never been in theaters, they'll start playing that stuff. More theaters will do that. Um, so we will see things that premiere on Netflix, but what will most likely happen is that theaters like that will end up showing those things on a big screen. For example... Twin Peaks premiered on Showtime on television. But Alamo Drafthouse has done this with other, sh- with other shows, too. They're airing all the episodes on their big screen. So something being produced on the small screen is now getting showed on the big screen, and I think that's going to happen more. And Spielberg needs to be behind that idea, because that's, what, that's where theaters are going to go in the future. They're going to be for people who really, like him, really want to go see a movie in a theater. Big screen matters, the group experience matters, that's what you're going for. That's what you're going for uh, tomorrow night, and that's what I'll hopefully get Friday morning for Endgame. Yeah, those things do still exist, they're just few and far between. But they can exist in the future with things that are produced online. And the second part of his argument that he's not touching right now is he was talking about the, how they should be uh, allowed into the Academy Awards. That's the other thing. He's talking about the biggest dance in Hollywood, he's talking about whether or not they should be recognized for their feats, except for the fact that they aren't shown in the theater. And, again, Spielberg created the system outside of Netflix. He thrives in it. He doesn't want to leave it. He's already got connections and distributions with theaters, and that's the way it is. He does produce stuff on television, sure, but he's a theater guy and always will be. But if he doesn't realize that you can make stuff for the theater and premiere it, on other forms of mediums, like the like uh, online or streaming services or TV, that can still also be made for the theater. Roma is a perfect example of that. Roma, for most people who have seen it on the big screen, say the best way to see it is on the big screen. That doesn't mean that it won't ever be aired on the big screen again. Places like Alamo and the Uptown are going to start doing that, and that's the important thing. If you learn that you can make stuff for one medium that is also better in another medium, go for it. Don't think that just because you're making something for Netflix that it can't be produced on a big screen somewhere. If that's your line of thinking, you're never, ever going to get past a medium that's dying. So Spielberg doesn't learn that he can't make something that's trend, that, that translates past the big screen and that experience, then it's never going to work for him. It's all the difference between television comedy and film comedy. Film comedy sometimes needs to take the break for the fact that a large audience is laughing. But now that's changed. Most people go to comedies late at night, and it's only a handful of people, or they wait for it to come out at home. So a lot of comedies are writing for home audiences right now because they are never respected by the Academy, and they don't get good play in theaters either way. So that's the route they have to take. It's just the way the system is dying and the way that the uh, leftovers are taking over. But... What he's really talking about is how the Academy accepts these movies, and it's unfair to say that something made for Netflix is a TV movie, because that's not the case. That's not the world we live in, and the further we go, that stuff's going to get on the big screen regardless. So he's just, 
for him not to mention the academy part is really low. Uh, but also, I'm not surprised that he believes the theater experience is the most important. I believe that. But I also know that that's not what general audiences want anymore. Theaters aren't for general audiences anymore. They're just not. They're for people like you and I and him. Right. Um, yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's the future. He's gonna... I love... I-, I particularly love it because I- I- that means that at- I'll go to Alamo one day and they may be playing the Blues Brothers movie. And I have- I've never seen that on a big screen. I'd love to. But they're playing Pr- Princess Bride or something or even more obscure, like the old TCN-like movies that I love. Like, maybe they'll be showing that stuff. That's become more and more prominent because of people like us wanting that. The theaters will be like, theaters won't be that uh, apparent anymore. They won't be in every city, but the ones that you do go to, they'll matter. And that's the point. That's what I wanted for our theater when we worked there. That was the perfect time to make that transition towards that. And they never really did fully. And we both understand why, but at the end of the day, they still aren't really doing that. And they should. Every theater in Minnesota, now that there's an Alamo here, should be doing what Alamo is doing. Every city with an Alamo in it needs to be doing what Alamo is doing in the movie theaters. And they're not. And it sucks. They think it's about the drinks and, and the food and that service. And no, no, it's, it's about the movies, what you show and what you make available. And the more that's digital, the more that's uh, uh, available, the better it is. So, yeah, Roma will always be available to watch in a theater as long as the theater makes it available for them to swing to Netflix if they want to. Right, so... Yeah, so, the war is over. Stop waving the flags. Uh, it's done. So, whatever. I mean, I guess, I guess you could say Spielberg conceded, but again, like, the moment he gives up and makes something for Netflix as, as himself and sees what it can actually do for him... That that's the green eggs and ham moment for me. Uh, well, that makes sense. Okay, let's roll right along because we have to take a break in fifteen minutes. Um, anybody really care about Aladdin? <laughs> I don't. I don't really care about Aladdin right now. Um, Daddy, we got Daddy. Yep, we got Daddy. We got Daddy. <laughs> We got I don't really care. Alex, can you hear me? We're just we're technical difficulties, guys. We're figuring it out. Alex, can you hear me? Because I'm not sure if you can. Oh, no, he can't hear me. Alex, can you hear me? You had a second piece of news, correct? Uh, yeah, I did. Wait, can you hear me, though? You got to answer my question. Oh, I, I didn't hear you ask that question, but I uh, hear you re-asking the question right now. Okay, all right. Um... Do we even care about Aladdin, honestly? Uh, I mean, if you care about Aladdin, you can absolutely talk about it. Because now that I think about it, I really don't care. <laughs> wow, what made you change your mind? I mean, like, I guess it was a t- there was a TV spot, everybody. It was okay. Uh, it's, just, it's just the wrong time, man. Uh, does it... Is it because of Endgame, or does it, it is seem because like of you're just seeing the same thing that the animated movie is. It is definitely because of Endgame, honestly. Endgame? It's Endgame, yeah. Um, oh, well then, I mean, let's get this last bit of news out so we can, like, 
take a break and then we'll come back right. and start talking about this. End game reviews are out. That's my other piece of news. So, oh. hey, all right, okay, fair enough. What have you read any of them? I have listened to Collider, Jeremy Johns, Chris Stuckman, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies, and I think that's it. Unless I'm missing anybody. No, I am not. Those are the four people I have uh, really listened to, but I'm looking at some of the snippets from reviews um, that I'm seeing here from different outlets. And it looks like IndieWire liked it the least a little bit. It look it looks like by the wording of their tweet, but IndieWire, huh? IndieWire, yeah. Let me actually get some context here. Let's see what IndieWire has to say about it. I swear to God, I'm if I'm, hit, if I'm they... a little hit and miss on IndieWire. Say what now? I'm a little hit and miss on IndieWire. Sometimes I agree with them. Sometimes I don't. Okay. I'm looking at the. I'm trying. Some of these outlets are spoilery, so I'm trying. I'm, I'm reading it line. I'm scrolling down line by line here. So. Man, who would be spoiler right now? Um, I, you then you have actually followed through on a lot more than I have of the reviews. I went to one or two people that I trust inherently, mm-hmm. and um, I read them. And uh, it, it, I've gotten I've I've got some very interesting ideas in my head. Hmm. I almost got caught by the so in my recommendations on YouTube to the sidetrack <clears throat> or a little bit. The um the leaked footage showed up in my recommended feed. And I'm just like no 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 no. Oh. Like no. Damn. How could you? Fail. I've successfully avoided it. I've successfully avoided it. Like I have a like. A motion blur of a spoiler, and that's what I got. It's just—it was just a blur. I don't—I can't like. It's just a—it's a blur what I saw. But thank God, it's nothing more than that. So I'm going to see a whole lot of it in 20 hours or 21 hours, yeah. So that's true. Um, so it looks like it's just like an overwhelmingly positive movie. It looks like. Um, it, yeah, it sounds like everyone seemed to have a really good experience uh, as a second part of Infinity War, which is exactly what I hoped. Like, I, I, I kept hearing people talk about how they didn't like Infinity War because they knew people were going to come back after all the dusting and stuff, and I was like, but that's not the point. It's not a complete story. This thing is not done yet. So it, as long as you keep that in mind and see it as a two-part story, whatever comes out on that second half is what's meant to truly satisfy us with the completion of a story. So I'm not like, uh, I'm not necessarily looking for a conclusion for all the films, which is what I know a lot of people are looking for. I'm just looking for a conclusion to Infinity War. I knew what, at least I hoped what would happen, but I pretty much knew that he was going to snap his finger. But I didn't know what would happen after it. I knew that they were going to deviate a little bit in that first half, and they would deviate a lot in the second. So that's what I, I'm interested in, the second half of this story. And any critic that walked up and was like, yeah, but they're going to come back, and I don't care, I don't, get, I don't care about these stakes. Well, honestly, those weren't the stakes yet. Those were, those were ha- they just set up the stakes in general. 
and then we were going to get a second part of the story. If you if you completely ignored that fact, especially when they called it Infinity War One and Part Two, well before they changed the names, then I don't know what you expected. So the fact that every critic, especially the ones who said that, are coming out of the screening going, "Oh man, this is a great capper to Infinity War." It's like, yeah, it's, it's the second part of it. Right. Apparently, it's just a, it's just a great. What I'm, the general consensus I'm getting is like it's just a, it's a great capper for the first eleven years of this franchise, the first twenty one movies. This just this movie like is a good like finale for it, you know. That's the that's what people that's the people in my circle have been saying, you know. Like it's a, it's a good capper for the first like ten for the first ten plus years of this uh, uh, Marvel franchise, so. Oh God! Yeah, you know, that actually interests me because I, I have heard that too. Um, but it also it reminds me of the news that just came out that um, the next Marvel movie is going to be the last Marvel movie. Is it Far From Home? Spider Man Far From Home will be the last phase movie. It's an epilogue. It's and then they're. I mean, I guess. Or maybe not I mean, if, if I really have. I've never really gone line to line with their phases. Their phases have always been like an, a movie off for me, right? And it still seems to be the case here. Yeah, I feel like this. I feel like this should be the end of the phase. Like, yeah, it really should be. Apparently, originally, before they fired James Gunn, <laughs> they uh, apparently Guardians Three was going to be the end of Phase Three. At least that's what James Gunn said. But. Now yeah. that would that would make way more sense because that both of the films are ends, and Guardians of the Galaxy three would work because it's the conclusion of its arc that has been throughout that the phases. But I don't know. It reminds me of when they put Ant Man as the end phase for Phase two, and I was like, is it? Plus, because uh, I, I feel like it was Avengers Infinity. Because I, I felt like it was Avengers Age of Ultron. And they're like, nope, Ant-Man. I was like, ah, oh, weird. Even though, like, I acknowledge that, like, Ultron isn't the best, Age of Ultron isn't the best, like, Avengers movie. But, like, I, st- I still liked it, but when I think about it as, like, a phase ender, I just, it doesn't fit well with me. Now that it, when I think about it, like, to think of Ultron as a phase capper is, like, a, uh, you know, I, it doesn't sit well with me for some reason. This is when I think the phase should have ended. It should have ended with Civil War, and they never should have made Ultron. Hmm. It should have been Avengers Civil War, and they never should have made Ultron. I mean, like I said, I enjoyed Ultron, but I acknowledge it's not the best Avengers movie. Probably not even better I mean, than the first the, one. It's the, it's the weakest of the three by default. But at the same time, if you th- I agree with you now that you brought up that point. When you think about the ending to Age of Ultron versus the ending of Captain America Civil War, which is the which has the bigger impact on the entire MCU? One of the main reasons that they lost in Infinity War is because they weren't all together. Right. <clears throat> okay. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. All right. Anyway, so um, we're coming up on the top of the Not think hour. about it, man. And here's the funny thing to me, dude. You're excited about Endgame. I and most of the rest of the world is excited because not just for Endgame, but Game of Thrones will have what this is going to be 
Sunday night will be one of the most epic and important and probably best episodes of television that have ever been produced, period. And that's happening the same week as Endgame. Not only that, but one of the movies that I've been looking forward to for a past year has finally been released on VOD, and I get to watch that too. So there's three things I'm like really that I've been really looking forward to ending are ending this week. But like, man, I wish you were into Game of Thrones because you have no idea how amazing the next episode is going to be. And the fact that that's happening at the same time as Endgame, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's like... I'm going to get into a tangent uh, before we start the uh, predictions, um, which are... is it? This is going to be an interesting episode. Um, so... Uh, we're at the top of the hour. If we want to take a break now, and then you can, and then I'll call you back. Yeah, I'll let it. you know when I'm ready. It shouldn't be too long at all. Okay, so when we get back, everybody, we're gonna give our, we're gonna start the, uh, start the predictions. So uh, stay tuned, even though you will, because I'm just pausing the recording. So, and we're back. Okay, so I've been thinking about this for like the past week or whatever it is, however it's been since we last recorded, so we're going to be talking our endgame theories and predictions, so possible spoiler warning for any of you listening here, um, but uh, this is mostly going to be us not knowing what the hell is going to happen, so... <laughs> Um, we're we're going to do the best we can with the marketing we have. Right. Which can't be trusted because apparently they shot scenes just for the marketing. Um, so, alright. Um, before we get started, quick tangent. Um, so, apparently some Nando V Movies, this YouTuber, got together... A bunch of other YouTubers, and they have crafted this playlist uh, called "One Marvelous Scene." Have you heard about this? I'm gonna take that as a no. Um, so basically, what it is is how is Wait, it? I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think. This is the one where they pick like a scene to talk about from every movie, right? Yes. It's a thing that they're doing. In the written word on AV Club, that's the same thing. Like the, a writer is picking a scene from every movie and seeing how it like represents or is like mirrored to the entire universe as a whole. They like, added more. Built to. This is awesome. I had watched the video one though. They added more. They keep adding more. It's great. Um. So basically, I just want to get on this quick tangent, of, like. I actually, like, this whole week um, leading up to this, as soon as we got closer to Endgame, and I think this peaked on Monday night when the uh, red carpet happened, like, this is, like, and they've been highlighting this, I'm just like, this is, um, a, like, it really hit me, like, how, like, historic this whole thing is really has been this whole this whole uh, cinematic uh, universe thing like nothing like this has ever been attempted and like 
to see it really grow the way it has and to and like some and these YouTubers have uh, said this like multiple times this is this is pretty much the Star Wars of our gener of this generation like in the terms of like like how we're gonna grow how we're gonna grow up and tell our kids about uh, the Infinity Saga in the oh in the first first three phases of Avengers like we were there for that that was ten years. 11 years now of our lives and everyone's lives and people who grew up with this. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, this is historic and something we may never see again on this scope, unless Marvel could pull it off a second time or, if, or like if another universe comes along and gets there stuff together but this was the first and we may never see something like this ever again with this scope of the scope of this universe and the way it's all been told through different lenses that adds different dimensions to it and it's just it's real it, it really hit me this week it's just like this is such like this was such a gamble because nothing like this has ever been attempted, and we may never experience like something of this magnitude the same way again. Because it's the first. Um, it's going to be interesting in the next five years, because apparently that's how far off uh, Kevin Feige has gone. Because he said, "I have the next five years planned out," <clears throat> and but like it's really like. It's just so. I I think I just realized the gravity of the time we're in. Like this is just an epic. Like you said it before we uh, took a break. Like this is so awesome because like this is like it's so big, and they pull. And the most important thing is like it works. It all works. Um, the, the, even at the lowest low, Thor of the Dark World, <clears throat> um, like, it's still, it's still, like, it still works. And it still resonates with people, including myself, who hopped, who saw the first Iron Man and was like, okay, cool. And then really hopped on at Avengers, at the first Avengers. Um, and that was a... And then ever since, I'm just like, this has been just the crazy... It's been the craziest ride to think that I've been follow that I've been following this franchise closely for seven out of the 11 years it's been around. But I am so looking forward to Endgame tomorrow because this is this is it like this is what this is the this is what i'm going to be telling my kids knock on wood about you know like this is like this is going to be remembered hopefully for the rest of time as the as like a desperate gamble not desperate gamble i'm sorry but 
I'm getting dramatic, like Captain America. <laughs> uh, it's just, it was like, it was just a gamble. Like they just, they just experimented. They just tried. It's like, okay, let's just see if this works. Let's try to bring it all together instead of just be doing this, this, and this. Let's try to pull what we have together and make something of it. And they have made more than anyone at any time could have possibly imagined. So hats off to, to Marvel Studios. And um, here's to the next 10 plus years, I guess. Alex, what do you have to say before we jump in? Well, I wanted to ask you real quick. Do we still have the Marvel Phase 1 on our series wheel? No, we do not. I can't remember why we took that off. Like, because it was too long. Um, I, or not because it was too long, because fair, it would have started, it would have just been like, it would have been, it would, I don't think it would have felt cohesive enough if we just did phase one, and then we spin it again some other time, and then lands on something else, because then we'd have, it'd probably take forever, the odds are it'd take forever to get to phase two. That's true, that's right, I remember that. Um, well, there was something that I was going to say for when we do get to those movies, and I feel like we will one day, but... Uh, I when I rewatched them after Infinity War in preparation for Endgame, and I watched all of them. Wow! Uh, the first phase, yeah, the first the first phase really intrigued me, and um, what really intrigued me is with with if you watch it in the order that people suggest now, then you start with Captain America. Um, I guess now you would start with Captain Marvel. No, you would still start with Captain America. Uh, you'd start with Captain America and the thing about Captain America in terms of watching it that way and when it was made is really interesting because it's the one before Avengers it's the one that they needed the most to capitalize in terms of making a new universe whereas if you look at Iron Man Iron Man is just about Iron Man and then they slowly build that universe stuff in with Iron Man 2 and Thor with the other stuff but like Captain America is the one that really puts it all together because it brings all the universes together it, it has elements of all the movies in it um, which is really important because that's the movie when they went okay we are all in on this universe so if you watch it first you get a vibe of all the different universes then you go into like I guess now Captain Marvel but like Captain Marvel, then Iron Man, and then all the other ones, and you start to feel this world makes sense because it was already presented to you in Captain America, which is so cool because it works now versus how they applied it when they when they like premiered them. Because chronologically is one thing, but the fact that they were like Iron Man, we have one movie, and then Captain America, they're like, we need to put elements of Thor. We need to put elements of Tony Stark. We need to put elements of Captain America and Incredible Hulk all into this one movie of Captain America. And that's going to take us to Avengers. And it's really interesting. Those first few movies, they build to Captain America saying, that's it, we are in. This is our universe, and we're going to build it from here. These these four weird elements we have now have are going to create the movie The Avengers. And they did it, and it's really cool. It works like they just they repeat they re repurpose that formula over and over and over again, and what you get is something really cool. Along with like creating this like bland identity, some people call it. To me, it's just like they needed an identity, and they can't have 
Edgar Wrights to do that. But in the end, they also found really important people like Anthony and Joe Russo are really important. Josh Whedon are really important because they are people who come from ensemble storytelling, making the best out of the stars that they have. The Russo brothers came from Arrested Development and Community. Those shows have big casts and big stars and all of the like people from those casts have gone on to do amazing things on their own and those shows are amazing because each and every one of them gets their chance to breathe both in story and in performance and that's because joe and anthony russo knew what they were doing they know how to present that so the closer we got to infinity war through civil war and stuff like that and you started seeing like more and more superheroes together and people we care about together in a room why does it work it's because that's what they've cut their teeth on for so many years and that's marvel saying we're finding the people to bring in that can make everyone work to fit within this one flavor that we have bland or milk toast or whatever you want to call it like if you want to say it's safe that's fine regardless they've created a singular sound the way that motown did the way phil Spector did for the beatles they they created a singular sound and and as a result this works for somehow 11 years it's ridiculous and yeah it's <clears throat> oh man to think that it's all gonna come to a head in a three-hour movie oh boy uh, yeah apparently it's gonna be a lot to chew from what i'm hearing so we better get ready Speaking of getting ready, um, actually, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a curveball right before we do predictions, because <laughs> everyone okay. else is doing it. Alex, I'm gonna let you go first. Um, one marvelous scene, go. Your favorite scene out of the MCU, I'm saying. Oh, favorite scene out of the MCU? That's yeah. super hard. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I think I have mine. Uh, um, I can think of so many from so many movies, but second question: uh, Why is it Guardians Two? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's so, like a legit. There's so many I'm, that's like running through my mind. But the one, the one I I think I like the most, the one that has really like it gets me every time I see it, is probably Cap jumping on that grenade. Hmm. I mean, it has nothing to do with the entire universe. It's right. just, when I think about it, if I had real time to think about it, it would probably be like, God, like, uh, Hawkeye's speech to Scarlet Witch in that shack is both serious and goofy in the best way possible. Or um, the Civil War ending with Tony Stark and Captain America is amazing. It's, it's so well acted. It's so well performed. It's so well executed, and it's entirely different. Like, on a legit level, it should be that. That's, like, the best moment in the entire MCU, honestly, the end of Civil War. But for me, personally, every time I watch these movies, the like, and I love, I love Robert Downey Jr. I love him farting around for three movies. I, I love that moment on a dramatic, thematic level in terms of how it affects especially these last two movies of the MCU. But personally, when I think about the character I appreciate the most, what defines him the most in a visual medium, it's it Cap jumping on that grenade. 
it, it defies the expectation of the person doing it, and therefore the audience, because the audience doesn't see it coming. And that's why that's why Tommy Lee Jones is great. He's just walking up being like, he's not a soldier, he won't sacrifice, what's he going to do? And then he just tosses a fake grenade at him to be like, now he's a coward too, and he jumps right on it. He doesn't expect it. The audience doesn't expect it. It undercuts his beliefs, and it totally defines the character for the audience in that moment. If you don't like him after that, then like you're dead inside, and it works. <laughs> it works every time. And maybe that's because that's how his character may go out in the end. Uh, I and I don't think that's what goes to my mind every time I watch this. What when I watch it, I think not that that guy's a soldier. And he has a military soldier mentality, but like that, that is a earn it. That's a hero. That's a hero before he becomes a superhero. And that's amazing to me. Because like DC is about gods becoming men. It's about like Superman coming to Earth. It's about like Green Lantern and stuff like that. Wonder Woman, like becoming people, human beings, as well as like starting out as gods. Marvel is about people becoming gods. That's how that works. That normal everyday people accepting these new responsibilities and powers that they have and defining themselves on a universal level and become gods for it. And I feel like Cap is the first person that I've watched on screen in a long time that I've been like, yeah, he defines that really well. Especially for Marvel. Especially when that's a goal for all their heroes. If he's the one who goes down in the end for everybody in some way or form, like, it's it's not just expected on a storytelling level, it's, like, what's expected of the character. So I'm interested to see what they do with him. But that moment affects me every time, for sure. Outside of that, if I were to be, like, logical about it and not, like, personal, the end of Civil War. The end of Civil War is the best executed ending uh, out of the entire MCU, period. See, I was going to go... I think you're right, like logically. Um, I know, I know, like the whole like letter thing, like the letter to Tony rub people the wrong some rub some people the wrong way. For me, it's like, well, that's just the Steve Rogers. The letter do. doesn't personally rub me the wrong way. The phone does. Ah, uh, yeah, there you go. It's like it's it's the Steve Rogers thing to do. Honestly, it to me it does. Like he's just like. Yeah, I didn't tell you that my best friend killed your mom. Like that's on me. I should I should have said something. Like you know, it, it's very very much yeah, like Steve Rogers to give him that phone, and it's very much like Tony for not to not call him. But in terms of that movie, it would just have made way more sense if Cap was wrote him a letter and was like, "I'm sorry. Maybe one day we'll see each other again as we're out there." You know that that would have made more sense to me rather than him being like, oh, here's a phone in case you really need me. The audience knows that they're going to need each other. We don't need to know that they have a phone to accessibly do it. Like, don't. No. No. Right. Fill in those gaps in a better way. That's That, that to me, always felt a little... I was just talking to my mom about cheap endings in movies or, like, things about endings that, like, ruin it for people. And I gotta admit, that's kind of one of them, but every... The first... The 20 minutes that come before it, the moment Cap, Bucky, and uh, and Iron Man go into that bunker to meet the guy from Inglorious Bastards, um, to meet Zemo, uh, that's when that's the 
that's the beginning of the best scene in the MCU, period. You think they're going to fight these soldiers, then they fight themselves after this big realization. The action is great, and the acting is great, and the fight between the three of them is great, and the ending is great, too. All of that leading up to, like, Cap leaving is... It's amazing. It, it's it's the it, uh, so many elements come together to make it work. Um, but that phone does suck. The letter would have been better. He shouldn't have given the phone. It would have been so much more interesting if in Infinity War, Ruffalo knew how to get in touch with Cap. Like Tony Stark still would have been gone, and then when he'd come back, and then he'd be like, "Oh, Cap is helping us. Great." It, we, he doesn't need to be like, oh, thanks, Ruffalo, for getting my phone. Like, no, we didn't need that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, logically, it's like, it's got to be the end of Civil War. But personally, for me, I think it's the the assemble moment in the first Avengers. Um, like... Like, for me, it's like... Man. I think that's the scene. No, that's a very good point. Because for a lot of people, that's what ends up selling them on, like, I've got a commitment to to these movies now. Right. Like, I'm in. I'm totally in. Yeah, I think... That doesn't mean that Marvel lose them at some point, but usually from that moment in Avengers, the first one, all the way up to, I'm assuming, Endgame, is where you have people you're in. Right, like, I think that was... That's a good argument. That was the moment, like, I I think that's where I jumped on board. Like, to see it all just come together the way it did, and just, like, especially in hindsight, after, like, going back and seeing them and then seeing that moment, it's every time I think about it, I get goosebumps. It's like, all the Sylvester's score, which is... Um, And... The context behind it and knowing where they're going with the benefit of hindsight it's just like this is the moment where it's like they're all together and they're all gonna just kick butt and no it's like pretty fucking good yeah it's a good answer it's and plus like especially when i first watched avengers like cap wasn't my favorite avenger because at that point i hadn't seen first avenger um but it was like Actually, I forget which one was my favorite. Anyway, um, like, but then, like, after, like, it was Winter Soldier, for me, that sold me on Cap. I was like, okay, he's beating people with a shield in ways I didn't think were possible. Okay, he's, (laughs) that's what roped me in, was Winter Soldier with him. Um, like, and then it all just, like, I just love how, like, like, like I said, the benefit of hindsight, and the way, like, that's where I was like, okay, this is like, this is a whole new world for me. I'm in. I'm totally in. That's where everybody was like, okay, I'm in. Whether they, like like you said, whether they stayed or not. And, <clears throat> yeah. And just the way it's shot. This is like Iron Man coming down, just circling the whole group, and they're just ready to beat some people down. Oh, man, it was, uh, people do not give Joss Whedon enough credit. Ugh, Wow. Whew. It sucks that they wore him down after Ultron, but yeah. It's not even just the 
that moment, that entire battle sequence is great. It's few action movies are that good. Right. Like the last 40 minutes, I think it's like 30, 40 minutes of that movie are phenomenal. They're untouchable. They're perfect. I mean, they have problems, but at the end of the day, like it works so well, so entertaining. And it all leads up to that shot for sure. So, mm. Yeah, I think you can make an argument that the entire climax of Civil War and the entire climax of Avengers, though having opposite ideas and themes, one's entirely cynical while the other one is entirely optimistic and hopeful, you, they're both equal in caliber and quality. Okay, you know what? It's my show. One more thing. Favorite Stanley cameo. Just for the old man. To raise a glass for the old man. Favorite Stanley cameo. The man who started it all. Well, I, 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 I wish we gave more love to Kirby, but yeah. um, for Stan Lee, of course, who I love as well. Uh, the Watcher one. The Watcher from Guardians 2. Hmm. I love that. Because he is also telling them about all the other times he was in the universe. On a personal level, from a pure entertainment standpoint... Age of Ultron. Um, that was... What was that? Okay, so like Thor is giving um, Cap and his World War Two buddies like some Asgardian liquor. Yeah. And he's like... And Thor's like, this was not meant for mortal men. And Stanley's like, neither was Omaha Beach, Blondie. Stop joking around. Come on. And, he, and he's like, Excelsior. And afterwards, and everybody's like, everybody's just like yeah. either passed out or just like standing still in a, just like in a trance. It's great. It's like that line he delivered, neither was Omaha Beach Blondie. I died. And I still laugh to this day. Every time I think about it, it brings a smile to my face. It's like, neither was Omaha yeah, that's a good one. I like that. That's certainly one of those most fun ones. <laughs> then there was the um, there was Tony Stank. That's a close second, though. Tony Stank was a funny one from Civil War. It never, never, never strikes me the way it strikes other people. <laughs> Tony Stank. <laughs> um, but yeah, this I think Age of Ultron's my personal I favorite. The Hugh Hefner one. Wait, the Hugh Hefner? Oh, wait, what? Oh, wait, from the first Iron Man? I think it's the second one, but it may be the first one, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm Stan Lee. No, wait, that was Fantastic Four. Dang it. How dare I confuse that movie with Fantastic Four. Uh, my bad. Um, but that one was funny, though. Um, how How dare I? Um, Zach would be appalled right now. Um, okay. I'm appalled. <laughs> okay. Alex, are you ready? I'm ready. I think uh, I want to hear yours first. And then I'll, I'll chime in with mine as whether they go and coincide with yours or not. Okay. So we touched on this a little bit last week before we reviewed just one of the most maddening movies of all time um 
it was incredibly bloody. That's right. I I was having I was having flashbacks. I was thinking about it the other day. <laughs> Rainbow Four, interesting movie. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, let me let me say something right here. Okay. Uh, before you get into your predictions, I'm going to say the solid ones that I have first. Okay. They're really quick. A lot of the other ones are more malleable, and a lot of them have to do with a, a review that I read mm-hmm. that kind of confirmed a couple of them for me. Uh, okay. At least in my opinion. Not Possible to go into spoilers, what they said, everyone. So I don't want to like spoil you. These are just sort of inclinations I get after reading this person's writing a lot. Okay. But it seems to me uh, that we're going to get a Professor Hulk, probably for sure. And they time travel to past moments in the MCU. Those are the two things I am the absolute most confident about. Um. Okay. All right. For me to start out, <clears throat> I've been think so. I was thinking a lot about this um, because Endgame was coming up, and then the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer dropped, and I'm just like, "Really? You had to do it right now. You had to drop that trailer right now. We are 13 days away at the time. 13 days away from Endgame, and you had to drop that on my lap right now. Why?" I love the freaking trailer. I'm excited for episode nine, but right now, why? Um, but anyway, sorry, I had to, had to uh, let that it, out for a second. There wasn't much to the trailer, honestly, I know, at but the end of the day. Hype levels were high. Um, there's, there's way more to that name than there is the trailer. I guess. Uh, just a second, guys. Uh, stand by. We're going to pause for a second because my dad's knocking at the door. All right, we're back. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, what? So my dad's gonna he drive to work and back, so he can. He wasn't at all my swearing. No, no, my no. I was just like my dad had to come and grab the keys for tomorrow. Um. Okay. So um. Me first, then. Okay. So like I said, I was thinking about this um before the episode nine trailer dropped. I think I've overthought it. I know you prodded me a little bit. Like you're just like, like no, it's not gonna be that way. It's just like. I'll just come out and say it. Possible spoilers, everybody, like I said. Because we might get things right. Um, because we're geniuses. Yeah. Um, we'll be a very smart men. We got, we got big old brains that throb and stuff. I'm not a fan of time travel. In, I guess in this movie, maybe even in general. It's just like... So many things could go wrong. Like there, you have to. There have to be strict rules you have to follow. Otherwise, it breaks stuff. Uh, otherwise, like otherwise, timeline gets broken, and this timeline's broken already. Even though, even the one they already released. Um, them spending the entire movie jumping around to different points of the MCU timeline doesn't sound that great to me honestly it's just do i do i think it'll be the whole movie no do i think it's going to be like maybe a 10 maybe 20 minute section towards the third act absolutely like that's some that's something i'm getting from the reviews anyway people say it's like a nostalgia trip and that just gets me even more worried 
You know, it was just like, please, please, we don't need, we don't need that. Like for me, I don't need that. Yeah, I don't need. That. I don't want a clip show in the middle of my in the middle of my season finale. I agree yeah. for sure, but um, it also depends on how they use it. Yeah, what are they going to do? Are they going to pick up people from old movies? Are they going to change events? Are they going to? Because that's the thing. I love Back to the Future too. I love it. I love how it folds itself into the first movie seamlessly. So do I think like something like that is possible. Absolutely. Can you make it fun and entertaining? Because the only thing that people are going for in Back to the Future 2 is a stupid almanac of sports scores. That's it. That's the only stake. But they keep raising them in terms of how the future changes in the process through time travel. So I'm very interested to see if they have that kind of element here. But I also don't think it's the whole movie. It seems to me like it's only going to be a fantastic thing that happens uh, as part of their plan in the third act because it seems to me that that happens and then it cuts straight into the battle that is that's the sign i got from the main review i read which is that there is that they say the same thing they like it it's an, a literal nostalgia trip and then of course a big battle happens so i'm like okay i'm it's not the whole movie but it's probably just a section of it and just too many signs are pointing to it um, so for me, it's like, okay, it's like if one person, I like, I thought about this, I'm like, if one person doesn't die because they're like going back in time to like the Battle of New York or something, like if somebody that should have died in order to maintain this timeline doesn't die then the whole thing's messed up. It's the butterfly effect or something like that. Like, I'm telling you, I overthought this to an absurd degree. Like, one person could have been How Peter Parker's substitute teacher that decided to take them to a, take them on a field trip. To, then he, and that person, like, if that person dies and then it survives, like, he has to, like, that person has to survive so Peter can go on that field trip, get bitten by the spider, and then become Spider-Man so then Spider-Man Homecoming can happen, and then Spider-Man can save um, um, Iron Man um, an Infinity War in that beginning battle scene with the giant ring in the sky. Like, I'm telling you, I overthought this to an absurd degree, but I still, like, it's Yes, absurd. I do think you're doing that, but also you're, you're picking the wrong moments. That's the thing. It's all about picking the right ones. The ones that involve the stones, probably. Like, wouldn't it be great if in the middle of all the um, universe... Uh, jumping that they do in Thor of the Underworld or Dark World, one of the best things about that movie is the climax where they're jumping from world to world that to world. Fun. <laughs> like, what if in the middle of that, the Avengers come in and they do something to make that event even cooler looking? Like, that's or the Battle of New York. Like, those are about battles and, like, actions and stuff like that, sure, but, like, I don't think they're going to go back in time and affect how Peter gets bit by a spider. I don't think they're going to go back in time and affect how Cap America got his powers or when Iron Man was in a cave. I think they're looking for the stones, and if you use those moments, they're just all battles and stuff like that. Like, that, they all tie into the thing that they're talking about, the story, so I, I, I don't think they're going to go to that extent. And And trust me, they're aware that there are people like you that are nerding out about time travel because that's the very thing about time travel. 
no one ever gets it right. It's a thing that doesn't exist, and it's only written for story narratives that immediately have holes because they're written by human beings. The time travel would be science. It would be law. It would be logical and uh, mathematical. There would be no other way to look at it but fact if it existed. Since it doesn't, and it's fallible, then you just have to allow that crack of the window to occur. You just have to let that breeze to come in your car as you're driving down this trip. That's the way it works. So they have to pick the right moments, the moments that don't have the strongest impact outside of the actual battle itself. So if something happens or anything, like Thor's fighting or Captain America's fighting someone, and all of a sudden they see themselves for a second, you can have a jokey, silly moment. But the only stake in that entire battle needs to be that Iron Man takes a missile and shucks, and shucks it in that hole and comes back down. The, that's the only thing that needs to occur for the stakes of that story to be withheld or upheld. Everything after that, that can still go by the rules of the other movies and just, you know, have character beats. But the only stake of that moment is the ending of that battle. So if you pick those moments that involve the stones, you're only involving those stakes. You're not involving deep character moments that affect the character's rides throughout the movies, which makes the rewatch of them better. Because that's the other thing. You don't put time travel into a movie unless the whole point is you want people to enjoy the rewatch. And I don't think they would apply that here if they didn't. Because, again, I've watched these guys work in television, Joe Russo's. The Joe and and uh, I forgot the other brother's name, <laughs> yeah. but the Russo brothers. I've watched their TV stuff on Arrested Development, and I've watched their TV stuff on Community, which is even way more technical in its storytelling than Arrested Development. Arrested Development is just like, how can we get all these funny people their proper moments and then take the story so that they all tie together? Uh, a community, if you haven't heard or seen the Community episode where each and every one of the cast members has their own journey into an apartment at the end of the night and each one is from a different universe and how that applies to each one. If you haven't seen that episode of television, Chris, you are just missing out on an amazing show. The community was unbelievably technically fun. It wasn't necessarily inventive, although it did have some crazy fun moments, which is why I'm not surprised that time travel is something they want to apply here as a section of the movie and not necessarily the movie as a whole. Um, so in that, so I'm, so like, even, even my coworkers who aren't as, like, technical as you or I, they thought I overthought it. I'm just like, I probably did overthink it, but now I'm ruined. Um, so like, I thought about it, I was like, okay, if they do, is it like a Days of Future Past thing where they embody them, their past selves? Or is it like they exist... Their future selves exist in a in in the past, you know, like. But I feel like the Days of Future Past thing is already done, so I feel like they're just going to exist in there. Um, well, they could, but I would say you have to think about the science of what we're brought to the table so far, because we may not know everything, but we have the quantum time element from Ant Man which we don't necessarily know how that works. We just know that you can do time travel through it. And then the, the other element is, um, well, one of the stones, probably mind stone or soul stone. If they can somehow time travel to the point where they can get the soul stone, 
then they can maybe embody their souls from other moments in their lives. That, that's what I'm hoping, is that the more stones they acquire, the more they're able to acquire the rest of the stones. So outside of that, we just don't know how the quantum realm works yet entirely. We just have seen it and seen some elements of it, but we don't know how the time travel stuff works from it. And that may have to be explained through here. That's why I think Professor Hulk is going to be a big thing. I think he's going to bring something to the table that none of them have thought of that's going to allow them to further this whole quantum thing. Um, see, my thing with time the thing with time travel is like, why go back and get the stones if you can just go back to the point where Thor puts an axe in Thanos' chest and then, like, at that point, stop him from snapping or something. But I guess he's too powerful at that point. But the moment you grab a stone from the past, it's no longer available at that point, and Thanos starts losing them. So I guess that works at that point. Because, like, pre- like, in the present, Thanos just notices stones from the gauntlet disappearing that's okay. That actually, that actually makes sense to me. But like, yep. I just don't understand why they just don't go. It's like the, it's like Deadpool too. <laughs> it's like why don't they just go back and kill Baby Hitler <laughs> while they're at it? <laughs> I I see what you're saying. I do, but uh, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, because this right. may not even be time travel. They may, they may go to alternate dimensions that are slightly different than the one they came from and steal stones from there. Yeah, like, ultimately, why don't they go to the moment where he's like, you should have cut my head off, and then, like, make sure the act, like, look at Thor and be like, dude, hit him in the face. Like, for sure, hit him in the face. But that's the thing, like, how can they be sure in that one moment, unless they keep going back in time until Thor correctly hits him in the face? That could be kind of stupid and boring. Right. You can't just, the odds of him working it perfectly is just different. But we've already seen that moment. It's a visual medium. Right. So I don't necessarily know if they want to bring us back to that and solve it that fast. Maybe they do, and that'd be hilarious. But for some (laughs) reason, they're going back in time to these moments. We have no confirmation that, that it is for the stones. But my assumption is that it is, which is really funny to me because there are countless moments where they could have gotten stones a lot easier like probably instead of Jane getting to the ether they could get to the ether or the Tesseract sitting on that freaking plant sitting on that thing like around the solar system there's so many other times they could grab these stones but they're not in the middle of battle so it may not even be about them or maybe they don't have a choice about where they go in those moments they can only slightly land at in particular moments and the closest they get is what they take advantage of. So they have to go back in time to the fight in the first Avengers. Maybe they were aiming for something else, but that's as close as they got. So, like, does that mean... See, you know, my thing is, like, if you take one stone... I guess, I guess it would have to work in an alternate dimension kind of thing. Because, 
like if you're staying in that timeline, then any alterca- any alteration could like it could be too easy. You take one stone before that point. Like if they take the power stone from Xandar and from Guardians from first Guardians of the Galaxy and then he doesn't and, that, and that's another combat, thing too. Why then, take the stones or make sure that they kill Thanos in that moment when they can take the stones and go back to before Xandar was exploded or before right. all the people on that ship with Thor were dead and Loki were killed. Why not go before those moments? Right. Why go just to then if they can save many more people that were caught in the middle of all the Wakandans, all the people that died in the middle of that battle, all the people in New York that fought. They can have a possibility to save those people before Infinity War even started. Why go to just when all those people died? Like, you could go back further and save even more people. Right, it's like... But I feel like if you take even one stone from that timeline, like, there's no snap. Like, you've won. You've gotten what you wanted. But he's still out there. So I guess you gotta kill him somehow. Um... Maybe the movie's like them. Maybe there's a point where like they try to get like they're trying to grab at least one stone and like current. That doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. Um, or that doesn't really mesh well with me. I don't know why. Like the the whole movie is them like hopping. Why? Up. Why? It, well, let me ask you this: Why in particular is time travel your limit? Think about all. 22 movies that we've seen think about all the bizarre absolute crazy crap that we've seen and think about why time travel is your limit okay I'll think let me think about this why because like like when I was thinking about it before the episode 9 trailer I I really want this to work I'm trying to make this work because it seems like in all possibility it's going to happen like um but, like, I'm just trying to figure out why it doesn't mess well, the, well with me. The question is, what's your barrier to it then? If it's, if think about it in terms of this is something that's going to happen, and you have trusted these guys. You, tr- you lied to the last movie, and you're hearing everyone talk about how this one is really, really good. So if it's going to happen, and people seem to like it, where are you hitting a speed bump? I just... <sighs> My speed and there's no right or wrong answer. It's just you understanding how you're approaching this situation so that when it comes to it, you can better have a, a good time. I guess my speed bump is like... If... I think I've already mentioned it. Like, it's... If they can just... And you've probably already, like, explained this, and it's just like... I'm still, like, thinking about this. Like, if they just grab one stone, there's no snap. In that timeline. Unless they're hopping dimensions instead of hopping back in time to different moments. Well, who's to say they're going to more than one moment than the attack on New York? That seems to be the, the one that most people are confident about. Well, that's the one that I people don't have really, seen. I haven't seen any footage or anything that specifies that they go to other moments. That's the one that people have seen set footage of, that people have other people have confirmed they've seen set footage of, that they were in those old costumes so maybe it's just that one moment, 
maybe they are getting the one stone that they think they, they can get. But then, like, you get the comments from Kevin Feige, like, we're not going to see anything, any of, the, any of the real footage, we're not going to see out of the past, or out of the first um, 20 minutes of the film at max. Um, so, like, that's pretty early on from what has, what's been seen. Wait, um, wait, have you seen footage that involved the original battle from the Avengers in any of the marketing? Again, with for the marketing to be taken with a grain of salt, then y- it looks like it. Yes, I think I have. I would have to see more marketing because I don't think I have. Everything I've seen tells me that they battle somewhere else. Um, but I could be wrong. That's the thing we could be wrong. But yeah. I don't, from what I've heard in the reviews, that that event of them going back seems to be happening just before the final battle and it seems to be part of whatever second mission they are going on right um that's the vibe i'm going also also alex we uh we can't we actually do know what's happening because we're geniuses and we're predicting this minute by minute (laughs) um i mean we did specify that earlier we we did did. make it very clear that's who we are yeah what we are um predicted the last jedi to a t um Pretty close. We didn't ask. We didn't give any dumb answers to obvious questions. So it was nice. Um. Uh, I would say uh, that. Uh, I mean, I don't think we're going to have an entire movie of them jumping around. I do think we're going to have at least one moment where they go back in time to one particular scene in old movies. I don't know how. I don't know what the reason is, and. I just, everything seems to be pointing in that way. But it doesn't seem to apply to the movie as a whole. Mm. So if there's only one section of it, I'm okay with that. But if it's still just one small section of it, just for sort of like, because maybe it's not for us, the fans. Maybe it genuinely is for the characters. And if that's the case, I'm I'm totally for that. I have no problem with that period. So I'm intrigued. Um... Like, time travel aside, like, watching the marketing and the trailers, like, Black Widow's hair has thrown a wrench into everything I try to think of. Like, she has, like, three different hairstyles in all in all of the marketing, period. Um, and it's like, the impression that I'm getting... Is that if Kevin Feige's um, comments of we're not going to see anything outside of the first 20 minutes um, are true, then it looks like that they don't settle down with, like, um, they don't like agree with the like they don't they're not gonna settle for this and they they go I guess I guess Captain Marvel comes back comes in um and then somehow uh Tony Stark and Nebula come back in the uh whatever their ship is called now 
Um, I know it's not the Milano anymore. Um, and they go and fight Thanos and they get beat again. I don't know. And Thanos doesn't kill any of them because he's already won. What does he have to gain by killing any of these guys? Um, all within like the first hour. I'm just like, what? If that's the true, then some then something then something here some something here that they've said is not right. Because I don't think. Well, I feel like we've seen stuff outside of the first twenty minutes, honestly, especially with Chris Evans's comments of some some of the marketing is a visual spoiler, and that we'll see. Somebody's well, lying. Do you know anything about the comic? Um, that it's the comic Endgame. No, 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 the comic Infinity War, which basically, Infinity War and Endgame are the same story. I have only, I did not, I read Infinity, not Infinity War. I mean, the whole, the thing about the battle for Thanos and the Gauntlet and all that, just Infinity War in general, is that halfway through the story, he snaps his finger and gets rid of half of everything. So that that is half of that story. And then the second half, they get the gauntlet back and everything. Um, how it goes in the comics is um, Thanos wants to impress Death, who is a human embodiment of a woman and who's pretty hot and he likes her. And he destroys half the universe for her. He gets the gauntlet so that he can do that for her. Um, but she's not impressed. And because she's not impressed, he goes insane with power and he starts building this huge fortress in space and the Avengers, they go out and they try to fight him in space. And almost all of them die. Pretty much almost all of them die in horrific, weird, trippy, fucked up ways. And Nebula steals the gauntlet from him at, towards the last second before he's about to kill the last Avenger. Who I believe is Captain America. Nebula takes it from him. And she brings everybody back to life. And then she goes insane with power. And then Adam Warlock, who I'm assuming is like the Captain Marvel of the comics. I think Captain Marvel will take over Warlock's story. Or maybe Warlock will show up. I have no idea. But a guy named Adam Warlock takes the gauntlet from her, saves her. And uh, they look at Thanos and they're like, dude, you went drunk with power. And he's like, I totally did, guys. I'm super sorry. I'm going to go retire from being a villain and go to a planet and farm. And that's what he goes and does. So I'm thinking, in the movie version, Thanos goes insane with power because of the guilt of killing Gamora. I think that Gamora existing in the Soul Stone will haunt him, and he will continue to use the gauntlet to, and the power of it to escape that guilt. And I think the Avengers will go after him once. I think they'll fail I don't know if they'll fail twice, but I do think they're going to go after him once. I think they'll go after him once. He's probably going to murder a bunch of them. And then they'll come back somehow through that time travel, and they'll attack him again and win. But there is a part of me that kind of wants to see what happens in the comics, which is that he murders a bunch of them in really fun ways. But I do think he's going to go insane with power uh, because of the guilt of Gamora. Um, there's also another thing that I've seen in an animated Marvel movie from like years ago. And I don't think it was necessarily the same story. Um, 
But Iron Man ends up at the same place that uh, Peter Dinklage is in in the movies. There's just way more like dwarves working with him. And with them, he makes an Iron Man suit out of Thor magic. And I think that's what happens here in the movies. That would be my guess with him. I don't know if it's how he gets home, but I think what he does is he finds Peter Dinklage. He helps him build a new suit. And then he has a suit that has the magic of, like, the axe. Hmm. That would, that would, that would Just, mean... Uh, go ahead. I mean, if the magic that formed Mjornir and Stormbreaker formed Tony's suit... Wouldn't it be able to handle, let's say, gauntlet stones, infinity stones? Sure, but the whole is he worthy thing comes to mind. Well, it's not then whether he's worthy, it's whether he can handle it. Because if it's like a Milner or something like that, that a god is supposed to wield, like a god of thunder, is different than someone just being able to control the power of the stones. The gauntlet is him to, is uh, to allow Thanos to harness them. So if that's all he's doing for Tony, then there you go, because there's no worthy element of the stones. It's just, can you harness them? But even then, let's say he doesn't even do anything that's magical. He just helps build Tony a better suit that he can take into space that is stronger than any metal on Earth, things like that. That that It's only because I've seen it in a cartoon. And... I think it would be pretty cool if that's how he got himself back. We have seen, like, other elements of Gwyneth Paltrow in her rescue suit, so that's interesting, too. Um, but, yeah. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a side step from the comic ending. The comic ending, yeah. I think he's going to get drunk with power. I, I hope some of them die in the first battle, and then they're brought back to life because somebody gets the power of the stones again. Because I, I don't think Gamora's dead. Gamora's got to come back. Mm-hmm. someone's got to get that and it, if it's not Nebula if it was Nebula it would be a throwback to the comics so that would be interesting but I think they fight him once and a bunch of people die I think a buttload of people die and then I think someone uses the gauntlet to bring a bunch of them back and then maybe not and then they attack him again and it's a final attack some people truly sacrifice themselves and that's that I think if it's going to be a satisfying ending, um, oh God, you're going to talk me off a cliff, dude. Um, get ready to talk me off a cliff. Um, I don't know. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running like predictions of this as well as Game of Thrones in my head right now. So I'm like, I'm on like detective mode these days. Hmm. Yeah, just get ready to talk me off the cliff, because I'm about to... I think I'm about to jump. Um, You raise a good point. Um, If if the first part, they go to attack him, um, and, like, that would actually explain... No, I wouldn't explain. Because uh, it all because le- it, it all leads back to 
Because for me, I'm still stuck on Black Widow's hair because I'm an idiot. Um, Maybe Black Widow's hair is like a trick. Maybe that's the thing they're using to yes. both help the film and trick marketing people. It's the seventh stone. Um, okay. Um, I think... Um, oh, boy. Uh... I just feel like if you're going to do that, I feel like they just need to fail. Because I feel like if any of them died twice, I feel like we've already seen it. We're kind of desensitized to it. You know? Well, no, one, no, one's dying, no one's dying twice, I don't think. I think whoever sacrifices themselves doesn't get to that point. Like... Like I could see, I could see it getting to the point where Cap defends uh, is like the last defender because that's what happens in the comics. He's the last one who's fighting him at the end. Uh, but I could see it as him doing that while Tony Stark watches, and it's like Age of Ultron again. Right. Um, so no, like, that would be an interesting thing to see. I feel like the f- but good. For, for, I feel like the first battle isn't going to result in anybody dying. If anybody's going to die in the first battle, it's permanent. Well, then let me ask you this. What okay. What is the deal with Captain Marvel, then? Have you noticed that she really... that she shows up pretty much right away? But she's not in the Tony stuff. She's not in the Tony Nebula rocket stuff. So do you think she dies in that first battle? Is that what you're getting at? Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be interesting if people were like, She's the Thanos killer, she's all this and that, she's the strongest Avenger and they take her in and they don't have Tony or Nebula or Rocket and whatever they bring to the table. Because I think Tony brings something great to the table. Um they go with her, they think they have her, and then yeah, Thanos like murders her or, or like takes care of her in some way and that would be because like in the comics man like Thanos is putting people's heads in glass boxes so they can't breathe and then their heads are also heavier because they're in a glass box and then they just fall to the ground like he does some messed up stuff when he's insane with that with that gauntlet this is kind of the things I was really hoping I'd get to see in this movie the snap was the furthest I think they were going to let him go but God, it would be so cool if he was doing just trippy, weird stuff with that gauntlet to these heroes. The stuff that no one would ever think of. Like, all of a sudden, the Hulk is a turtle. And you're like, oh my God, who ever thought of that? Like, that's the whole thing. Is he so if he takes care of Captain Marvel, it's like when he takes the gauntlet and he shoots it at the ga- Guardians of the Galaxy in, in the first movie, and you see, like, one turn into ribbons and the other one turn into blocks. Like, who would think of that? Who would th- I'm gonna def- I'm gonna change you into a bunch of cubes like that's crazy, that's messed up stuff. I want him to do that to Captain Marvel, like, and then they're like, well, dude, we just went with Captain Marvel, and now like, what are we gonna do? And Tony shows up with whatever he has. Uh, maybe Ant Man shows up with him then, but yeah, because I don't see Ant Man in that early stuff too. I think they go with Captain Marvel, thinking they've got this like nuclear bomb with them, and Thanos just like poops all over it. And then Tony and Ant-Man and Nebula and Rocket show up. 
and you've got a raccoon engineer that can build anything. You've got um, a thief with a quantum device that he now knows how to work better than any of them. And you have Tony Stark, who's one of the smartest people on Earth ever. That, that's a good... And you have Professor Hulk, who I think is going to show us too. And that's like a good... Those three people alone are like a good chunk to like help figure out how to do time travel. That but would, I do think that it's interesting would, that the Marvel does not show up in that second batch of photos in those in that second part of the story. Like when they're all wearing those quantum suits, I don't see Captain Marvel in there. That is an excellent point. Maybe they forgot to shoot her stuff. Um, I'm kidding. Um, they're not. No, in that. fact, if any, they've made it very clear that they were defining her character in that movie. That those that was the first stuff that she shot. So it seemed like it was really quick and that she was probably in and out. Ooh. That would make a lot of people upset. It would make me kind of upset, but also at the same time, maybe that she maybe she fails on the first mission, but they go back in time. And then whatever they do when they go back in time or a multiple universe brings her back too. And she still is the Thanos killer. But they have properly used her this time. There you go. Now that makes that 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 actually sounds good. Um, it's really hard because, like, I'm really caught up in not trusting that mar not trusting this marketing. You know, it's it's really it's See, really just like walking on. That's why a lot of here. what I'm through is not marketing so much as set photos and review testimony. Oh, because marketing oh, 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 okay, okay, I see what you're going at, okay. Um, that would make I guess, if they're going back in time for that, for her, because she's dead. <laughs> um... Also, here's another thing about the whole time travel element. If we're going to bring all the people back in the universe that got dusted, do you think it's going to be somebody getting the gauntlet and then, like, because remember the gauntlet's glued to his hand, dude. It's not coming off. And even if you took his hand off with an axe, you have to scrape the innards of his hand from that gauntlet to fit it on your hand and then make it work. So they've got to get a gauntlet that works now. That's another thing. But... Do you think once they do get a gauntlet that works, that they're just going to point the green stone fist at, like, a spot on planet Earth and then turn it around and then that's going to bring all the people who dusted back? No, dude. They've got to go back in time. And they've shown that you have to, like, point that thing at something to go back in time. So they need to go back in time. Like... Gosh, dude, you're throwing out so many good points that I can't even... Goodness gracious, I'm knocking everything over again. Um, man, this is this is so tough. You're throwing out so many good ideas that I can't even, like, decide on one. Okay. Man, I am not going to lie. I am really stuck. Like... 
ultimately, I really don't know what they're gonna do. Honestly, I'm I'm at a loss now. Like they could. Dude, I'm well, at a complete loss. You, you have to be Florida. I, I'm at a loss. I don't know. If you're at a loss about Thanos, we'll, we'll step away from Thanos for a second because okay. that's the story story. But if we're going to think about the characters now, okay. what do you think is going to happen to the main six? We already we obviously know Black Widow's going to get her own prequel movie. Doesn't mean that the prequel movie won't have elements of her future in it, but it will be a prequel movie mostly. We also know Jeremy Renner is going to get a show with his daughter. So that's going to happen too. So those elements you can kind of guess already. And like, what do you think about the other four? Cap, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk. What do you think is the future for those characters? What do you want the future of those characters to be? Okay. Um, apparently everybody wants Cap to die because that would only make sense, right? Um... I do not want him to die. Let me let me make that very clear. The <laughs> happiest thing that I would want for Cap, and it would be such a struggle to explain, would be for him to go to a, multi, a different dimension where he is already dead and he can marry Peggy in the 40s and he, he can live his normal life. I would love that, but that's not going to happen. It's too much. <laughs> it's just, you, To explain something like that is ridiculous. But I don't want him to die. He just is a character that can't live without a war. And this is the most important war of his life. He's also a character that is willing to jump on the grenade. He's a sacrifice for other people. And those are just what his character is. It would make sense for him to die. Everything is pointing for him to die. The comics even sort of pan out to him almost dying, really. That's kind of how it's all leading to. Do I want it? Hell no. I want four more Captain America movies. (laughs) <laughs> I love Chris Evans as Captain America. I love watching him live in this world. And I love watching him walk into any situation, regardless of whether it's aliens or, like, outer space, and being like, okay, let's do it. What are we doing? Run a mission? Let's go. But it just makes sense. He's a man who can't live without a war, and it's not even the time that he's supposed to be in. He doesn't have the woman he loves. His best friend is changed entirely and not accepted in the world he lives in. And... He is the guy who jumps on the grenade. It just makes sense for him to sacrifice himself. Um, I don't want it. I want Evans to be capped forever. For Cap, this is super fanboy of me, but I'm a, but I'm like, I don't want. I'm I'm trying not to set any 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 expectations because I don't want to get last Jedi. Um. For me, like, what if it calls back to the first Avenger? The gauntlet is, like, it's a live, it's, if you use a football term, it's a live ball. And, like, it's a free-for-all for the gauntlet. And everybody's after it. And, essentially, what if it's, like, essentially, like, the grenade, but it's live. So, but then he tries to use it, it, he could, I guess it doesn't consume him, but it just, like, it drains, though, just, like, it, it, it spends him, and he's, like, and it, it's, like, deadly to him, or he gets consumed by it, not, not, like, in the way Thanos is mentally, 
but like he, he he tries to use it but fails and try and die is like dying in the process or something. And why would you want that to happen? I don't know. It's it's to a bit. Okay, to to your like your ultimate end. Like if he's gonna get like like if like if he gets consumed by the reality stone, and he's back dancing with Peggy. In the in the forties, somebody brought that up. I don't know. It just sounds great. It just sounds good. I don't know. I no, that's, that's, that no, no I like that. I like the idea that he would get absorbed into the reality stone, and he gets to live his own version of reality. That's fine. But I also don't like the idea that he would like go out the same way that Red Skull did. Ooh, Red that's Skull's right. Really Son of a biscuit. Because it fell out of his machine, and then he got transferred to somewhere else in space. I would like Cap to just be like reaching for the gauntlet, and then he like tries to use it and then he just immediately gets transferred to somewhere else and then we just see his ending like that would suck no I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to see that happen to him I want his moment to be grandiose not unceremoniously to be like sucked away surprisingly like it's a horror movie no I like the idea of him going in the reality stone for sure like that's cool but not reaching for it and trying to make it work and getting sucked in like he was the bad guy of his own first movie. I just, I have this gut feeling, I don't know if it's just my emotions driving me, but, I'm going to answer your question in a second, but I have this thought. I don't think anyone's going to die before they bring all the heroes back. Th- you mean like Cat Marvel or uh, Gamora did? Or like Cat any Mar- of the snap. Marvel might or Gamora did for sure. Right. Like, I'm thinking of like any of, like, they're going to, I feel like, I have a gut feeling and I, ho- I hope they do it, but I'm open to anything. I'm trying to be open to everything. I'm trying. I'm really trying. But I'm hoping they give us the satisfaction of bringing everybody back. And giving us that one scene where everybody that has exist that every hero that has existed in this universe up until this point stands up or like get or comes back and they all like fight Thanos together and his black order army or whatever the heck. And like so just <laughs> Wait, what? So just Quicksilver. So just Quicksilver, yeah. Um like who else? No, the snapped is what I'm saying. Not anybody who's uh, died as a result of Infinity War. No, I'm like anybody who's died as a result of Infinity War, not past events, like before Infinity War. Gotcha. So you think he's gonna bring the snap people back, and then they'll fight Thanos, and then and then somebody will die, or a few people will uh, die. I don't know. That's just, I think I it's the fanboy in me. Like, the movie would, does not work. I would like to think that that's a pretty good idea, but I also find it interesting that all the people that were snapped uh, were pretty much people that they want to stick around. Like, if you look at everyone who was snapped away, like, they're all people that are probably going to be sticking around. Like, I'll give that, like, Ant-Man's around and uh, Shiri's, like, around and stuff, and Rocket's around, but, like, I'm pretty sure they snapped all the people that they knew were going to be around. 
so that the people that are fighting are like, those are the vulnerable people. It's, I just find that interesting. Like, Spider-Man yeah. is definitely not going anywhere. Black Panther's not going anywhere. And all of the characters from those two movies aren't going anywhere. The Ant-Man crew's not going anywhere because Ant-Man hasn't gone anywhere. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. All the Black Panther people, yeah, all those people may be gone, but they're almost guaranteed to continue on in this universe regardless of whether, regardless of how Endgame goes. Right. We know we're getting more so I, I find it interesting that the people who are left over are the people that are the most vulnerable and expendable in this series now. That is, that is actually interesting to think about. Um, coming back to your question from earlier, um, Thor... <sighs> Thor's tough. Like... He could die, but who's left to rule Asgard, really? Or any of the Asgardians? Maybe, maybe, maybe Thor and Captain Marvel in a spinoff or something go and find all the lost Asgardians, and that'll be Thor's send-off. Because he has to rule these because he has to be their... King, because Odin's gone, and Loki's presumably gone. Um... I think Thor has too incomplete of a story currently for him to die. Um, I see him going on to be the new Odin. Like, yeah. Maybe he'll get get more movies. I don't know. I think they want to give him more movies with Takawatiti and everything. Um, But I think they can pace themselves by making him the king. If he's the king for a while, then he can, like, build up some backstory and then they can, like, have him come back and then Korg shows up and then Valkyrie's there and then maybe Beta Ray Bill shows up and then all of a sudden we have a female Thor. But his story is too incomplete. Like, where's his people? His ship was blown up. Where's the Valkyrie? Where's Korg? They they have to answer to that stuff. They can't just kill him off in this movie and then be like, well, um, the Valkyrie is going to lead the people and Korg is going to be their ambassador and they found a planet somewhere. No, like, we got to get the other half of the Asgardians together and they have to find a home. Um... I see Hulk sticking around. Mark Ruffalo doesn't really have to do that much, as much as everybody else does has to. Um, but if they're going in the Professor Hulk kind of way, I guess that Bruce Banner part of him is gone. I guess maybe. And Don't quote me on that. He's still acting that stuff out. He's still doing motion capture when he's Hulk. There's no Lou Ferrigno anymore. Like he, ah. when he's not Bruce Banner, he's still playing the Hulk. Okay. Um, I, I think I see him sticking around. Like. Do you feel like there's going to be a completion with him in that? Um, yeah. I think so. I think they finally get their thing. Like, they finally just disappear. You know? Hi, the zucchini. (laughs) Um... 
There was one more. I'm sorry. There was Cap. Oh, to- no. Tony? Right. Um, Iron Man, yeah. After all the stuff he's done, he probably deserves to die. Um, <laughs> I feel like they teased him dying when Thanos stabbed him. I mean, oh God, that's that's even tough. That's the toughest one. I think. Do you think this is the toughest one to crack? I think this is the toughest one to crack. Tony. Yeah. No. No, not really. Okay, then I'm just being dumb. Well, here's the, here's the main reason why he hasn't married Pepper yet, and they're still, uh, and they're going to get married. Either he has or he hasn't. I don't remember, and I don't think he has yet. He has not. Um, because they haven't gone on the honeymoon yet. No. And they talk about having a daughter, and they've alluded to her possibly being pregnant. So no, I don't think he's going to die. I think he's going to have a happy ending with Pepper, and I think they're going to have uh that she's going to get pregnant but you can't talk about at the beginning of infinity war how they're about to get married and how he keeps envisioning and dreaming how he's going to have a daughter uh, which has to have something to do with time travel as well and then when she is talking to him on the phone she's about to say something along the lines of i am pregnant maybe so no, everything points to him having a very happy ending, possibly. So no, I don't okay. think Tony's going to die. Because that could have gone either way. How he's going to get married and have a kid and all this stuff. So no, I don't. No, they they literally make it very clear that, that those are important things that need to be finished. And it would be really weird if she died and she wasn't pregnant and there wasn't a wedding and that's it. Um, I could, like, like for me, it was, for me, it could have gone either way. Like, I mean, after all, he, like I said, after all he's done, he probably deserves it. Um, but. Yes, he has done anything. Uh, he sold the guns on the black market for a long time. Then he just fueled war in general when he wasn't working with the black market anymore. He built Ultron. Yeah, he's caused some problems. Civil war, he caused that. So yeah, I think. Okay, so do you think? Do you think Black Widow's gonna bite the dust then? No pun intended. No. Do I? Think Even if it's a prequel movie. It is, but there are prequel movies that, like, for example, Wonder Woman is a prequel movie, but it also has a framing device of her post. Excellent point. Excellent point. So I could see see them setting up something with her in the future, maybe with Ruffalo, or maybe she's on a spy mission somewhere and she's just thinking back on her first mission. But do I think that she could die and then they put out a prequel movie um, to just sort of like highlight this character uh, now that she's gone? Um, They could, but I don't think that they're in intention i think the intention is to make more than one movie hmm. okay um i mean it, it, it makes sense she can't play this character forever she is a mom but she has not really specified 
and she wants to do other things. If Scarlett Johansson wants to do something, she can do whatever she wants. If she That's wanted true. to make Ghost in the Shell between movies, she made it. Like If she wanted to make Chef for Jon Favreau, she made it. It's, she can do whatever she wants. If she wants to continue making uh, stuff for Marvel, but she's like, I'm going to do one movie after I die, and it's a prequel. Well... I don't know. Will people honestly care about a character after she's dead and want to go see her movie after that? Does it seem, do you think it would be a little unceremonious to have her die at the very end of all these movies and then they give her a movie and it's a prequel? Seems a little odd. But I yeah. do, I would rather like to see her live and have the prequel movie set up um, where she could be in the future, like Better Call Saul or Wonder Woman or something. Um, yeah. Uh, the possibility is there, but die maybe And they not. give her a, like, give her her own movie that's a prequel just as a send-off? Sure, because she is getting older and she may want to do other things. Let's see. Um, okay. Um, wild, um, absolutely... Outrageous and out of control theory incoming. Be warned. I don't want it to happen, but after revisiting Guardians 2 and seeing how other people have talked about it, wild theory, here we go. I think Rocket's going to die. For real. Interesting. Why do you think Rocket's going to die? Because if we're... Because somebody pointed this out in the uh, One Marvelous Scene playlist. Um, that in many ways, like... Um, actually, somebody picked the end scene. Actually, it was High Top Films. He picked the uh, end scene of uh, Guardians 2. Uh, Farewell Yondu is his, is his video. Um, and he pointed out that Yondu and Rocket are kind of the same person under different circumstances. Hell, Yondu fucking points that out. Yeah, right. So I feel like it kind of would make sense. Actually, I shouldn't say I don't. I don't think I. Is I think there's a possibility. I think it kind of would make sense if Rocket was to, in a way, do the same thing. You know? Yes, I do think that the, that he him dying is totally a possibility. But I honestly think him living makes Groot coming back that much more emotional because he was there to see Groot go. If Groot came back and he wasn't there, that would be heartbreaking for Groot. So right. there's a part of me that doesn't think he's going to go. Um, I, I have a more important question. Do you think Gamora's gone for good? Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. Because guess what that actress has to do for the next few years? Avatar. bless her heart um that's what I find so amazing she did Avatar and then 
like Cameron was like, I'll get to these sequels. Don't worry. She's like, sure. She's like, I'm, I'm going to go do this Marvel movie real quick. And after like five years of waiting for this guy. And he was like, yeah, you go ahead and do that. You'll be fine. And it's not like several movies later. She's had like two kids. And now Cameron's like, I need you. So I know they filmed some stuff for Avatar, but they haven't filmed at all. And it's at least four movies. And if going by James Cameron time, each one of those movies is at least over two hours. Well, so, well, be surprised be... if she was gone for good, and her send off is the relationships that she has to like Thanos and maybe Star Lord if he gets a hold of one of those stars. Uh, but I think um, there's a possibility Gamora might be gone for good because she's going to be stuck doing Avatar for so long. I don't think she's gone for good. Okay. Because think about this. If um hold on, starting on the wrong foot. Wrong word. Guardians 3 I, Okay, I'll I'll say the possibilities there. My my feeling is she's not because Guardians 3 isn't probably going to start filming until Suicide, Su- the James Gunn Suicide Squad is done. And James Gunn originally intended Guardians 3 to be the send-off for this iteration of the Guardians. Um, and if... So, like, 2 and 3... Are, so, Avatar 2 and 3 were filmed back-to-back, Correct. In, of the Infinity War movies? No, of Avatar. Avatar 2 and 3. I have no idea. I think they were. And I think they just wrapped filming. If I'm not mistaken. That still leaves, a, that leaves at least one more. Right. Um... Not to mention if she goes ahead and makes another Star Trek movie. God, that, that'll never happen. Um, come on now. Quentin Tarantino is on board and contracted to make a Star Wars movie, a Star Trek movie. That would be funny if he did a Star Wars movie, though. Um, I'd watch that in a fucking second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, I think... What do they, they call it? What do they call it? Big Mac on the, on the Galaxy 9 belt. A Royale with cheese, with aliens. Um, let's see here. Avatar sequels. As I furiously type on my keyboard. Um. When they announced. Okay, so. Avatar 2 is December 18th. Is December 18th, 2020. Um. Three. Oh, it's five films. Oh my god. Um No, no I think this'll work. So I don't think she's gone for good. <laughs> so December so two so two and three were filmed back to back. Um two will be December eighteenth, twenty twenty. Three will be uh December seventeenth, 
2021. And then between that and Avatar 4 is a three-year gap, uh, De- uh, December, 4, December 20th, 2024. Um, I think that does leave enough time for her to, to for her to do one last Guardians movie, and then however long her character intends to be portrayed in Avatar, because that's that's a whole other variable in and of itself. She could die. Who who knows? Um, that just throws a wrench into both of us. Um. That would be weird. The whole the whole point of the first movie was their love. Right. Be real stupid to kill her off. Because it's not like he's point? not going to put another love interest in there. That's just what James Cameron does. Right. Um, Hello, the guy made Titanic. Yeah, he did. He did make Titanic. Uh, I'm going to go with she's not gone for good. She's got one more movie in her. I kind of agree. I could I could see her being gone, but I I agree. I think I think deep down she's fine. Now do you think now do you think Loki's gone, or anybody who di- or like you know anybody who died outside of get outside of like getting an in Infinity Stone? Well, there's really only two. Heimdall and uh, Loki. Um, oh, Heimdall. Um. I think Loki and Hemdall are dead. Hmm. Because that would nullify that moment with Thor in Infinity War where he's like, you know, crying over his brother. He's like, I thought, I didn't think it was real at first because he's died so many times. Um, I just, I just think that he's been such a good villain outside of his own world, but a good... He has screwed over the Avengers, and although he did help his mom, he did screw over Asgard in general and allowed for the demolish of it in general. And he put their father in old folks' home. Like, he's been a villain just as much as he's been a good guy. So yeah, he could go on and he could have adventures with the rest of the Asgardians and Thor and all that, but, like, no. He died honorably. It's the most cyclical... It's the most cyclical end you could ever ask for that character, especially when you know that his next adventures are going to be prequels and the early stuff that Tom Hiddleston is just going to narrate. So, no, I... I want him to be done. I want him to be gone. I don't want him to come back. I thought that was the most complete ending you could ever ask for a character. It defined the stakes of the rest of the movie. And to be honest, uh, Idris Elba doesn't really care about Hendal. No. He, he knows that he's just this side thing. And yeah, he could go out being a hero, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think he wants to take the character further than he already took it in Thor Ragnarok, which was a revolutionary leader. And even then, it's an element that most people tend to forget about with that movie. So, I I think he's done, too. But Loki just had so perfect of a circle for a character, 
ever that I just don't want to see him fart around with more Avengers who remember New York or fart around with those Guardians who, like, are going to blame him for the destruction of their planet. And the only real true friend he's going to have is Thor. And even then, they say at the end of Thor Ragnarok, they're like, we're going to go our own way. And he tried to screw over his brother at the end of Thor until he came back and saved Asgard at the end. Like, he's a trickster. It's what he does. He deserves to die, and he deserves to die honorably. I'd like to, I'd like to keep it that way. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, you gotta ask the question, because he has died so many times. Um, We'll have that theory of him chilling out in the background of space, and if he does live, I like seeing Tom Hiddleston do promotional work with all the other actors. They all seem to love him, and he seems to have a good time, and I think think he didn't want to go, but I think it's such a good ending for his character to bring him back with almost in it. Mm. Okay. Well, um, let's see. What else? What else can we predict here? Um. I mean, I think it's pretty much it. They've kind of made this as prediction proof as possible. There are yeah. things like how does Tony Tony Stark get out of space and get back to Earth? But the thing is, we all know he gets back to Earth, so. That's why I love thinking about him bringing something back with him. I would love it if Peter Dinklage and him interact at some level and he brings something back to Earth to help. But there's really only two ways that this could go. Either A, he goes to that spot. He goes to Peter Dinklage and Peter Dinklage helps him with Nebula get back. Or Gwyneth Paltrow saves him. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Maybe Captain Marvel sees him, but if Captain Marvel comes back, does she bring Tony with him? And that scene that we keep seeing at the end of Captain Marvel and in all the like interviews that people are doing when Captain Marvel shows up, I don't think that's the case. Because at the end of Captain Marvel, she shows up in her suit. And at the, all the Avengers TV spots, she's wearing normal clothes. So she had the time to change, and she didn't no one's talking about Tony or Nebula or a raccoon. So my guess is she doesn't meet up with him in space, which means either he runs into Peter Dinklage or Gwyneth Paltrow saves him or some other third element that I am not thinking of. But my guess is he runs into Peter Dinklage. Wait a minute. Wait, Rocket's on Earth, isn't he? He is. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Okay. So yeah, we would be than him. Sorry. Um. I mean, I could say we could predict Stanley's cameo, but his cameos are so unpredictable, even more so than this film. So I don't think that would like go anywhere. Let's just see how his last cameo goes um so let's see here oh yeah i finally read the hindi go ahead go ahead no go ahead you go ahead no you go ahead no you go i was just gonna say no i have no idea what they shot for stanley it could be anything yeah it could literally be anything um 
It would be nice, though, um, if, like, um, if he was, like, with the Watchers again. That would be pretty, that would be pretty nice. Or, like, right before, yeah. or right before they're about to go into the epic battle, the final battle to uh, get Thanos, but he's like, go, like, he's like, Go kick his ass or something like that, you know. I, I think they could only do that once, and I kind of wish they saved the Watchers for this. Oh yeah, oh, that is true. Because that's another thing about Infinity Gauntlet, the comics. Like a bunch of Eternals come up, and Thanos murders all of them. Like he beats up Eternals, and it would be pretty cool to like see the Watchers get involved or like see that kind of space stuff. I'm really hoping we get to see people like Eternity uh, in, in Endgame, but it's probably not going to happen. Okay. Um, also, as a side, as a brief aside, I did... I did um, look into IndieWire's review. Um, so, apparently this is what they... So this is what they this is this is what IndieWire said, and I and uh, I haven't seen the movie, but they seem to have a more like pessimistic view of it. It's like with Infinity War, it was thrilling to watch a mass market movie let the bad guy win, and it's less satisfying to see the Avengers clean it up, clean the clean up the mess one last time. The title of Endgame is misleading. This busy love letter to the biggest movie franchise of all time unleashes several endings at once, resulting in a fascinating, if at times messy, collection of competing agendas. Huh. Somebody should stick to indie movies. Uh-huh. Or a um, outlet yeah, called it Indie like somebody Wire. Who didn't care for Marvel films in the first place. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave all that behind. Close all that. Okay. Wait, there's one last thing, Alex. Do you have any? outlandish, wild, out-of-this-world, unbelievable, not-even-remotely-true theory? Um, Because I know you at least must have one. Thor's head gets put in a glass box, and he suffocates and dies. (laughs) I can... When you say that, I just remember Futurama. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Stuff like that would happen all the time. Um, my my earnest true theory that is uh, outlandish and not going to happen would be yeah, Eternals show up. Like we get to see someone like Eternity get murdered by Thanos. Like I'd love that. I would love that. Eternity is like a giant space thing of space, and like I want to see that. I want to see like the 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 one above all like lose to Thanos because that's what happens in the comics. It's insane. I'd love to see that stuff. They gotta fill three hours for something. Um. Yeah. So, uh, bring your tissues, everybody. Um, hearing it's an emotional one, so just letting you know off the bat. Um, because I'm bringing tissues. I don't know about you. Um. I'm ready to laugh. (laughs) 
Yeah, bring tissues for Tears of Laughter. Um, I think I'll cry. I think if Cap dies, I'll cry. Because I love Cap. Yeah. If Rocket does indeed die, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to absolutely lose it. Um, I think he's safe. I think he's safe. It's not like Game of Thrones, dude. It's not like... Dude, I'm like... Dude, in a couple days, I'm going to see, like, really cool characters that I think are all right get turned into zombies and then, like, murder each other. It's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a good place, too. And we did not get Zach's predictions, and that's actually pretty sad. Um, we did message him. It is sad. It, it is sad. I wanted to read them. I wanted to bounce some ideas off them. I guess he's too busy doing his secretive job work. Or he's that, sleeping. As we both know, is incredibly secretive and job-like. Yeah, or he's probably sleeping right now. I think he's sleeping. Looks like he's sleeping because he hasn't even read. Uh, he hasn't even work, read my messages. So, all right, everybody. Well, wait. What are we doing next week? Infinity War. We are. We are doing Endgame. We're, I, yeah, I'm sorry, Endgame. So we're doing, we're just doing a straight-up entire episode of Endgame. We did it for Infinity War. Would only make sense if we did it for Endgame. I kind of agree. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. Three hours, man. We better have a lot to talk about. If we just have three hours of nothing, it'd just be like... And that's apparently not the case, because... It's just like... Yeah, when that guy floated in the movie, it was really cool. What if the, it, what if the movie is just I like... Figured, three, I figured it would happen, but like when that guy farted, that was pretty much it. Who what was if, the guy? Iron Man? Yeah, when Iron Man farted, that was probably the best. What if it's like three hours of like the Captain America cameo at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming just on loop? Uh, that would make sense if the movie came out on April 1st. Like Marvel puts out a headline: "Spoilers for Endgame." It's just Captain America telling telling you about expectations. You know what? It, it, it's the Spider-Man loop that goes for that like three hour stint, and then the very last loop, Thanos just walks in and punches Chris Evans right in the face, and he dies. And then just points the gauntlet at him while he's on the floor, and just gives him a quick zap, and then you just see buckets of blood spray everywhere, and then Thanos looks at him and he's like. Boom. Boom. <laughs> um, and people are like, people are like, you're not going to say, like, Gauntlet Throne or something? And they're like, no, it just says boom. And then this three-hour movie of him saying the same thing over and over and over again until he gets murdered by Thanos is over. And then, best picture. Um, I think... Okay, so as, like... For real, final prediction. I'm not. I, like I said, I'm not trying to set any expectations. I think, like, I don't want to have Last Jedi syndrome or anything like that. Um, I think first act is like them just like, ah, crap, we lost, and they're just like whatever. Um, they're just going through life and Hawkeye cuts his hair and it's awful. Um, it is a truly egregious hair for a 45-year-old man. Um, 
man, yes, I agree. I agree. He doesn't look bad in it. No. But knowing his age... And his character. Bad. Um... His character can do whatever he wants with his hair. Yeah, he he could murder us from, like, miles away. Yeah, that's true. Like, wanted. Um... I don't know if he can curve a bullet, but that would certainly put him in the Avengers for sure. No, you remember the ending of... I don't know why he's in there now. Do you remember the ending with James McAvoy with that giant kaleidoscope sniper rifle from, like, across an entire city? Oh, yeah. Um, Totally. I can't tell you how the movie's gonna go. Blows her brains out. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. I can't tell you how the movie's gonna go. I can't tell you the plot. I could... I guess... At one point, they're probably going to time travel or dimension hop to acquire something, a MacGuffin, whether that be Captain Marvel or Infinity Stone. Would Whatever makes sense, it doesn't break the universe or asks more questions than it answers. Um, then... I'm actually starting to... Th- no, that, I guess they. I guess they're gonna go fight him once they fail. They come back. They sulk for X amount of time. Then they figure out a way. Oh wait, we could do it this way. Um. And then they proceed to do it that way. Thanos catches on, tries to stop him. Um, gotta throw in a second act, act twist somewhere in there. I blah, blah, blah. And then at the end. It's coming down to the wire. It's do or die. Last gasp effort, like the Minneapolis miracle. And they bring all the heroes that were snapped back. And then they everybody just goes and beats ass and kicks Thanos. And it's all a happy ending. And, uh... Yeah. That's what... That's what I'm hoping slash expecting to happen, but I'm trying not to set any expectations and just letting them. I want to. I really want to trust them. Like I'm trying to actually like trust the Russos because they haven't missed with the Marvel movie yet. I don't think. Um, or, or for anybody else, I don't yeah. think anybody else thinks that they missed except Cinema Sins because Cinema Sins didn't actually like Winter Soldier. Um, what? Well, like Cinema Yeah, I've listened to their podcast. They're all just. Not nice, dude. No, they're not. Um, so yeah, I think that I'm hoping that's how it goes. But I'm actually gonna try and uh, trust a director with a blockbuster movie of a property that I really enjoy um, for once. Um, so yeah, there you go, everybody. Uh, End game. Alex, any final thoughts? Any last rights before we go? No, they made it really hard for us to pick this one apart. Oh, Everyone's yeah. pretty much going in with uh, as as open a mind as possible. I don't know what anything about the footage that leaked, and I've been pretty uh, avoidant of that. I've been really good at that, so I, I don't even know what came out or like what kind of quality of spoilers they really were. So everyone's pretty much going into this fresh face, and that's a hard thing to, to do in 2019 with something as big and important as cool as this. So. I'm intrigued, because I, I, I had a good idea of what Infinity War was going to be, just Thanos hopping around, stealing stones, killing people, fucking shit up, and then, like, you would snap at the end. That's what I hoped it would be. 
predictable as it was, I wanted to see it because you don't see it that often. Um, and I knew if that was the case, we would have an entirely different movie filled with possibilities of and and expectations that could go anywhere. And that that's the thing. Like I don't think they're going to do the big sweeping things in the comic, but I do think there's some general things they'll, they'll take. Like Thanos has the gauntlet, and now he's feeling incredibly guilty. And he he's going to use that power to dissuade himself of that guilt. It's just it, it it just matches perfectly well with why he is still a villain in the second half of Infinity War. The comics he's a villain because he has the power and he what he wanted he didn't get and now he's insane because of it. And it, it makes sense. It's by that point it's a villain you can't stop. It's not logical and it's even scarier. So I I do hope they keep that. But then there's other things like people getting trapped in glass boxes or Nebula stealing it. But I do think that they'll keep him going crazy with power and keep um, heroes dying and then being brought back right at the last second. Like, genuine death. Like, the snap was one thing. But in the comic, you really see people die. You really see them die in in very odd, magically odd ways. And I want to see that here. I don't think I'm going to get it. I think people will just die. But I do. I would love Thanos to just get really confusing and weird and just odd about his way of killing people because he does in the book and it's great. Just unfathomably weird ways. Does I want that here. I don't think I'll get it. But I, I do love the fact that I can't predict a lot of what this movie is going to be, and it's a lot of it has to do with the fact that I could predict everything going down to what the other one was going to be. I knew what the structure was going to be. I knew how it was going to end. And with that, I was able to walk away and go, I don't know what's going to happen here. That's perfect. That's great. Everyone was complaining about that, that you knew the stakes. The stakes didn't matter in the first movie. And I was like, well, it's a two-parter. Wait till that second part comes up because we don't know what, a, what three hours of this is going to be at all. I have no idea what three hours of this movie is going to be. No clue, which is great. I think that's fun. So, uh, yeah, we're geniuses, everyone. We know everything. Um, disregard what Alex just said. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, we, don't, we, don't, we know everything. Um, I'm lying. I, I work for Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a one, like, like 11, like 11 years like I said earlier, like 11 years of storytelling and we come to the end of it. We come to the very end of this chapter or this or this saga that they've created and we have no idea what's going to happen. Either in the finale or after it. Like, we don't know. We are in uncharted territory now. And that's rare and on top of the fact that something like a shared universe has never been done before, like this is once in a lifetime, to me, this is once in a lifetime. You'll never see the, you may never see this ever again. So, all of you out there, yeah, it does, you made a very good comparison. It does very much remind me of Star Wars and Return of the Jedi days, and I do find it funny because Star Wars: The New Trilogy is ending this year, and I don't feel that with the with this with this Star Wars. I feel like with this Star Wars, it's the beginning of something. Like, these movies are going to end, but they're also going to birth new possibilities. I don't 
And a lot of people aren't getting that with this Marvel. A lot of people are feeling like this is the end of something big that may not continue to be this way. And I feel like that was the way it was with the first Star Wars movies, with Return of the Jedi. I think people knew that with the end of the Return of the Jedi, that they, that this was it. This was going to be the end of something that started years ago that really shook people to their core. And I think that's what's happening here for sure, yeah. I'm glad to say that I was here beginning to end that I loved Robert Downey Jr. And that was the reason I went to go see Iron Man. And as the movies continued, it was it had a lot to do with my investment of the people who made them. And then it became the investment in the world. Like, I loved I, I loved Edward Norton, and I wish he continued. I wish he, he's a great actor, and it would be awesome to see what his Bruce Banner was. It, I liked Thor. I thought it was great to see Kenneth Branagh bring this, like, Shakespearean element to comic books that wasn't ever there. And I liked Chris Evans. I liked the guy who made the first Avenger. He made Rocketeer, and I love Rocketeer. These are all people that were getting chances that I didn't expect to get, and they were blowing it out of the water. And after that, I really sort of fell in love with what the world was. And I and I don't. I don't think that's ever going to go away for me. These movies will always exist. They, it, it's evolved over time. What I appreciate the most out of them, but yeah, this may be the the point where a lot of people leave Marvel and don't really return to it the same again. This may be like the changing of the guard for not just the people making them, but for people watching. And I, I certainly feel like that may be the case for me in some regards because a lot of the new people don't, I don't respond to them the way I did the other one. It's because they have personal investments in who they were before they became the characters I loved. But... I, I like Chadwick Boseman. I've never loved him. And Tom Holland as Spider-Man is great, but I mean, I could, you know, take or leave the Spider-Man movies. They're fun, but I mean, they're okay. We'll always have the Tobey Maguire ones, which are always going to be the best. So, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued if they hold my focus for the next few films, like what the next Avengers movies are going to be. Who are the next Avengers going to be? I'm intrigued. So yeah, last words before Endgame for me. Marvel, hit me with your best shot. Don't hold back. If I die, it was a murder. It was Kevin Feige. Alright, so that will probably do it. Um, So Next time you'll see us, we'll be in a post-Endgame world and on the long uh, road to uh, Episode 9. So, <laughs> um, so... Uh, I think it's time on that one. Yeah. I kind of um, want to We still it. have, like, what? I want to savor all the people getting upset about Last Jedi and all the people being happy that J.J. Abrams was coming back. It's going to be funny. Only for him to honor the last Jedi. <laughs> um, so there you go, everyone. So this is this is the end of this current era of Marvel. So enjoy it, um, savor it, and um, yeah, uh, I certainly will. Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna eat up what everything that I see, hopefully, and. Um, Man, I got butterflies, man. I'm not going to lie. I have butterflies in my stomach for this movie. So, 
Alright everybody, so see you when the dust settles and nothing remains but hope. Alex, say goodbye. Bye-bye, 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 bye-